just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back with the Rational Boomer podcast in kind of an eventful day. We've got some things to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is the one thing that I think Democrats feared the most. At least the media was trying to instill that fear. It appears now that uh, Glenn Youngkin, the GOP candidate for governor in Virginia, has won that race, beaten Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, former governor of the state of Virginia. Now, as we were leading up to this election, we had a lot of media people say, oh my God, no, no, no. If the Republicans win in Virginia, that is the death knell. That is a prediction of what's going to happen in 2022 in the midterms. The Democrats will lose majority in the House and the Senate and all will be horrible. We're talking Armageddon. That's what they keep telling you. They knew the race in Virginia was going to be close, and it was, but it does appear now that the GOP candidate has won. They're going to tell you that uh, things look bleak for the Democrats from here on out, but don't believe that. That is a crock of shit, and I'll explain to you why it's a crock of shit. These people just want to give you clickbait, reasons to find more drama, trauma, or concern so that you watch their television programs and boost their ratings. You'll get the media. You'll get the right side media. You'll get Democrats saying, oh my God, this is horrible. This is Armageddon. Again, I'll say this. Don't believe that. That's absolute bullshit. And I'll explain to you why it's bullshit. And I'm simply using logic. I'm not Uh, being a prognosticator here or making a guess or a prediction. You have to look at the facts. You have to look a little deeper. And that's what I've always said about the media. They give you the stuff to scare you, make you excited, make you mad, make you angry. But they don't give you the full story, the full perception of what's going on. And you have to know that in order to not get sucked in to some of this bullshit we see on the television, on radio, on the internet, or what have you. So, the Republicans win the governorship in Virginia. First big race before 2022. If the Republican wins, oh no, oh my God. Well, here's the problem with that, and here why that doesn't really make sense to me. Because between now and 2022, There's a lot of shit happening, a lot of stuff happening that will change the perspective of the Democrats dramatically, and it will change the perspective of the Republicans dramatically. Case in point, when the bipartisan infrastructure bill passes and the Build Back Better Reconciliation bill passes, this is going to do some incredible things for this country. The people will benefit from this greatly. The economy will improve. The stock market will rise. Jobs will increase. People will get paid more money. 
So do you mean to tell me when that happens that Democrats are going to say, well, you know, the Democrats are doing pretty good. The Republicans didn't even vote for the reconciliation bill, so they did a good job and we're doing great. But damn, they lost that governor's race in Virginia. What am I going to do? Now, they're not going to do that. People's memories are short. We know that from watching Donald Trump for four years. That governor's race won't mean anything compared to all the positivity that's coming from the infrastructure bill and the reconciliation bill. That's going to wipe out any concerns over what happened in Virginia tonight. Now, it doesn't stop there. Between now and 2022, we're going to find out a lot of stuff. There are people, Republicans in Congress, that will be exposed as to being um, enabling or helping the insurrection on January 6th. We've seen as many as 10 Republicans involved in that, including the President of the United States. When that is exposed and all is known... That's a problem for the Republicans, not to mention the indictments for all the administration people, for Donald Trump, his family, those close advisors. This is all going to come down between now and 2022. Do you think Democrats and or Republicans or independents will say, yeah, man, those Republicans really suck. They're criminals. They're corrupt. They tried to overturn this country, but they won that Virginia governorship. They aren't going to say that either. And there'll be all kinds of other things happening. So to suggest this Virginia race is going to be the deciding factor in 2022 is absolute bullshit. Now let's look at why Terry McAuliffe lost this race. Well, Terry McAuliffe is a flawed candidate. The Democrats should have come up with a better candidate, and they probably would have won. I mean, it's along the lines of putting Hillary Clinton up against Donald Trump in 2016. Not enough people liked or trusted Hillary Clinton. Sorry to say, but that was the fact. The fact is, if they had put up Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump, Donald Trump would never have won. The Democrats fucked up, and they're just as responsible as Do- for Donald Trump becoming president as anybody. Same goes here. Now, see, Terry McAuliffe was a former governor of Virginia. He's a known commodity. They know what to expect out of him. He's had some problems over the years. He was close buddies with the Clintons. That's not going to go over real well with the Republicans. Plus, in 2013, the FBI investigated him for using campaign funds to enrich himself. Now, he wasn't indicted, but people got a certain perspective of Terry McAuliffe. So when they had to choose somebody to be governor, they knew exactly what they were getting with Terry McAuliffe. Think about this. Donald Trump won in 2016. Why? Well, they knew they didn't like Hillary Clinton. The people in this country were tired about the system as a whole in Washington, D.C. They were tired of it. They were tired of the bullshit. So they needed a change. Now, the only person that could offer that change, go anti-establishment, was Donald Trump. 
Now, they know, didn't know much about Donald Trump, his ability to be a president or a politician or a diplomat or any of those things. Nobody knew. But they knew that what was going on already in our government was bullshit, so we needed a change. So that's why Donald Trump got the shot. People were tired of the same old, same old business as usual in Washington, D.C., and they thought, okay, Donald Trump could maybe shake things up and change things. Well, he did just that. Unfortunately, most of it was negative and put our country in a horrible situation. 750,000 people dead from a pandemic. It shot the economy all to hell. And uh, he left the United States in a mess. But that said, again, during the race, they don't like Hillary Clinton, so they take a chance on Donald Trump because they don't know. He offered a change from business as usual. To be perfectly honest with you, if Bernie Sanders would have run against Donald Trump, he would have offered a similar change in a different direction, certainly, but he would have been separate from the establishment in Washington, D.C., People would have felt more comfortable to vote for Bernie Sanders because he was experienced, he was reasonable, and he was a little bit more of a known commodity. And what people knew about him was pretty much positive, as long as you liked his politics. But no, they gave it to Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump won, and that's how we got fucked. Same thing in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe, people knew him. A lot of people didn't like him. The Republican is basically a carbon copy of Donald Trump, but they saw it only as an option out of business as usual, maybe a change. I'm not upset that uh, a GOP candidate won the governorship in Virginia. I could give a shit. I live in Minnesota. What's it going to affect me? I don't see it as affecting 2022 at this point because I know better, and now you know better. It's going to be interesting to see what happens down there, but I'm not going to pay that much attention because I don't fucking care. So for all those people that are going to tell you that, oh, my God, the Democrats are in trouble, don't listen to it. It's bullshit. It's people trying to guess or prognosticate about what's happening on 22 in 2022 based on history or based on how it normally works. I've told you before. You can look back on history and decide what's going to happen in the future if everything is the same. But right now is unlike anything we've seen in history. We've never seen divisiveness this much. We've never seen this criminal corrupt activity by one party. We haven't had 750,000 people die of a pandemic. You can't take 10 years ago and compare it today because there is no comparison. So I wanted to get that off my chest because there's people going to be screaming about this all the time, crying and whining. Oh, no, I'm giving up on the Democrats because they screwed up in Virginia. Fuck that. The governorship in Virginia is just a small taste of what's happening. And you know what? That loss in Virginia might be positive. And here's why. If it does scare the Democrats, maybe they'll get off their ass and kick some ass now. Work harder. Go after more people because they're afraid. And if it does that, well, then I'm glad Virginia went, went Republican because somebody needs to kick the Democrats in the ass.
Well, we had quite an event down in Texas. I know you've heard about it. I've talked about it on TikTok some. But there were several hundred people that gathered in Dallas, Texas, at Dealey Plaza, no less. And the reason they showed up and they were sure about this event was because QAnon told them that on this day, at 12.30 p.m., John F. Kennedy Jr. would come back from the dead, make a huge announcement, putting Donald Trump back in the White House, and he would be the vice president. Which always confused me because JFK Jr. comes from a famously Democratic family. A smart family. A family that wouldn't be drawn in by a fucking idiot like Donald Trump. So that made no sense. Then you throw in this other minor detail that John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a plane crash 22 years ago. He would literally have to come back from the dead. That's not going to happen. And it turns out it didn't. All these clowns roaming around, making all these claims, praying, crying, getting upset. 1230 comes around. No JFK Jr. Who knew? What are the odds that JFK Jr. wouldn't show? Maybe he was tied up. Maybe the deep state kidnapped him. Or maybe he's just fucking dead. And that's why he didn't show up. It's hilarious watching these people. You know, they want so bad these conspiracy theories to come true. But theory after theory after theory from QAnon, none of them has come through. None of them are true. But they keep following them. I thought QAnon was done. I thought it was over. But no, these people, a number of people, still follow QAnon, even though they've been wrong every fucking time. This is how desperate people are to win. They will believe anything if they think it's going to save them. It's something I learned in sales. When you're sitting across the table from somebody and you're negotiating or whatever you're doing, you look them in the eye, you try to read them. You try to decide how bad they want what you're selling. If they've already decided what they're going to do with it and how they're going to profit from it. If you can discern that in them, you've got them. Because they will do anything you tell them. They will believe anything you tell them. And when I say they'll believe anything you tell them, when I'm in a situation like that, a negotiation like that, knowing these people are desperate to buy what I have, I just simply act like I don't give a shit. I don't care if you buy it. I'll walk right out of here now. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking I do want to sell it, but I know how they're thinking. They're going to play it off like they're tough guys or play hard to get or whatever they're going to do. Okay, do that. But in my mind, I know you're desperate for this. So I'm going to say, fuck yourself. I'm going to walk away. You know what they do? They do whatever you tell them to do. That's exactly what happens. You've got to understand how people think. You've got to be able to read people. And that's the situation here with QAnon. You've got people that are <laughs> sub-average intellect, people who have been convinced that the world is coming to an end, that the Satanistic pedophiles are taking over, that only Donald Trump can save them. 
So in these people's mind, however flawed it is, they think, we got to do something. So when they're in that position, they are desperate. They will believe anything. And to be perfectly honest with you, Q's been pretty impressive. I mean, they've taken the most outlandish shit. They failed them so many times, but these people still want to believe. They still insist on believing. It's because these people are desperate. It's because they don't know what else to do and they're not smart enough to actually come up with a legitimate strategy or legitimate plan. These people are followers. This country's full of followers. What we need is more leaders, people who understand how to think critically, to make decisions, to have some courage, to be bold. That, that's what makes a leader. But too many people are followers. They listen to half of what's on the media. They listen to the salacious, the sexy, the sensational, and that's all they hear. That's why there's so many people that believe the election was a fraud. Because the only place they go to hear news is Fox, Newsmax, OAN, and that's all they tell them. See, that's the thing. When you look at news agencies, whether it be liberal or conservative, it isn't always about what they tell them, that they believe what they hear. It's about what you don't tell them. You don't tell them the negative shit because it goes against your agenda. You don't tell them that there were all these court cases in the Supreme Court who said, there's no evidence, we aren't doing anything. You don't tell them that because that would work against you. You tell them about all the fearful things and all the terrible things that have been done, even though it's not true. All they know is their guy didn't win. And because their guy didn't win... It's got to be some kind of theft, some kind of criminality. There's no way their guy can't win a race. And they want to believe, so they do believe, and then they start acting out like going to Dealey Plaza. I mean, can you imagine this? If this were another time and I said to you, look, we got real problems with the Democrats. They're a bunch of pedophiles. They're a bunch of criminals. But we have a solution. <laughs> Think about me telling you this or anybody telling you this and how you would respond to it. Here's the deal. JFK Jr. is not dead. He's been working for the last 10 years with Donald Trump to rid us of all the pedophiles and the Democrats and the criminals out there. And even though Donald Trump lost and was projected to be back in office probably 10 times since January 20th and never was reinstated. In spite of that, this one day, <laughs> we've got JFK Jr. coming back to life because he was just underground all these years. And he's going to make a statement to all you patriots, and he's going to do it on the very spot that his father was murdered. <laughs> I mean, when you hear somebody explain it like that, you got to think to yourself, that's fucking crazy. How is it that the people who have been fooled over and over and over and over again don't see how ridiculous it is? Because they're desperate. They're willing to listen to anything that's going to help them get what they want. 
It's a incredible mindfuck, if you will. QAnon, Donald Trump, the Republicans have done a wonderful job. They not only feed them bad information, they keep away the actual factual information from them. And now they pretty much control them. They can tell them whatever they want, and they will follow. I have a theory. If I have a plan or I take advice from somebody and it doesn't work, and then it doesn't work again, I'm getting my advice someplace else. I'm changing it up. I'm doing something different. But these people, they keep doing it. We're going to talk more about this mentality and this neurosis that these fucking people have in the next segment. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, let's talk more about dumb Republicans and the media, Fox News particularly. Douchebag Tucker Carlson from Fox News went on the air a couple of days ago, and I think he surprised everybody by what he said. And the reason it surprised people, because it was true and because it made some sense. Tucker Carlson isn't used to making sense or telling the truth. That isn't part of his shtick. He's usually lying and bullshitting and running shows that talk about the insurrection as a false flag operation. Come on, fuck. But a couple of days ago, Tucker Carlson said he finds it appalling that none of the money that was sent to Trump by his supporters to fund election audits and to help with the January 6th defendants fund ever actually made it to where it was supposed to go. No, in fact, Donald Trump kept all the money. My God, Tucker Carlson is shocked. He's appalled by it, that Donald Trump just kept the money. Now, anybody with average or above intelligence would know that, uh, of course, Donald Trump's going to keep the money. He's not going to give it to anybody else or put it to good use. Donald Trump doesn't care about anybody but himself. He's grifting money. And Tucker Carlson was upset about this. So you have to wonder, is Tucker Carlson going to take a different take on Donald Trump now? Is it going to change how he reports on Donald Trump? And I would say no. I don't even know why he did this. It's really opposite of what you would expect out of him. But he's not going to change his shtick, as it were. It's getting him big ratings. It's putting a lot of money in his pocket. Fox News doesn't want him to change. Uh, Tucker Carlson isn't going to change. So why do this? It tells me that something's going to come out about that. He's trying to soften the blow. Yeah, I love Donald Trump, but that happened, and I told you about it before it came out. He's trying to make himself look better. That tells me something is coming out about all the money that Donald Trump stole. There's going to be something exposed, and all these trump are going to find out about it, and they're going to be pissed. And hopefully, I'm not betting on it, but hopefully once they find out how they've been screwed, they will stop sending this idiot money. Now that said... I can't say that for sure. I don't necessarily believe that because the fact of the matter is Fox News isn't going to change what they do because of this. They should, but they won't 
because they make too much money lying, cheating, stealing, and causing all kinds of problems in this country. They are going to change. Tucker's not going to change. I really believe that what he's trying to do is cover his ass when something comes out, and apparently something is going to come out. It's going to be exposed that Donald Trump, and expose it to everybody we know, those of us with average and above intelligence know exactly what Donald Trump is doing. Of course he's stealing money. He spent his whole career stealing other people's money. So that's what he's doing here. But apparently Tucker feels like it's going to get out wide enough that the trump will hear it and maybe believe it. So he's got to cover his ass. He's got to cover Fox News' ass for this situation. It's going to be interesting to see. This is something we've all known. And now it's a revelation to Tucker Carlson. Oh, my God, who knew? Well, everybody knew, Tucker. You even fucking knew. You just weren't willing to admit it until now for some strange reason. We'll find out what that reason is, and we'll find out what happens once the Trumplicans understand that they have been totally ripped off, robbed, stolen from, cheated, lied to. Will it change them? (laughs) I don't have any hopes for that. I don't think they're smart enough to do that. And that goes back to what I said before. They're desperate for validation. And they will listen to anybody that does that for them. And that's what they've done in the past. Now, in the past uh, week or so, a past few days, we've been hearing that the Congress or the House was going to vote and pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better Reconciliation Bill. And as I said, that's got to pass. It is going to pass. It's got to pass. But in the last couple of days, Joe Manchin decided to stir it up a little bit, talk about not wanting to sign it until such information comes out from the Congressional Budget Office. And he said it very sternly. Apparently, he's tired of getting bugged about how he needs to sign this before the bipartisan bill comes out. Well, let me explain to you something. No bill can be voted on until the CBO puts out their report. So he can say that all he wants, but he's just saying something that everybody knows that is standard procedure. I think he got tired of getting harassed, and it's just only started, Joe. You better watch out because people are going to be all over your shit. They're going to be chasing you in bathrooms just like they did uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. But here's the deal. What we need to do with Joe Manchin is get his signature on the bottom line. Get these bills passed. Get whatever benefits the Democrats and all of us will get out of it. And once that happens, we need to dig into... Joe Manchin's background. I mean, up until recently, he's been pretty irrelevant, just a senator from West Virginia, and he didn't really mean much to the big scheme of things. But now the Senate is a 50-50 split, so this one guy has all of a sudden some power, and this power apparently has gone to his head, his ego, and he wants to exercise this power. Now, Joe Biden says he's convinced that uh, Manchin will vote for the um, reconciliation bill when it gets to the Senate. 
And I hope he's right. The progressive Democrats are saying, yeah, yeah, we trust the president. Well, maybe Joe's got something nailed down. But it better happen. Otherwise, Joe Biden, the Democrats are going to get a lot of heat. But my point is, is if this man, Joe Manchin, thinks he's such a big shot right now, we should look into his past or his current times. And what we find is something that is a little disturbing. Now, Manchin's daughter was the CEO of a company called Mylan. Now, Mylan manufactured EpiPens. We all know how important EpiPens are to a lot of people. Now, when she got into the job, EpiPens were selling for $124 for a two-pack, expensive in its own right. But after she got into the job, they raised the price on the EpiPens to $609 for a two-pack. An incredible increase, an unconscionable increase in price. Now, there's a lot of people that need the EpiPens, but now all of a sudden they can't afford it. And she did it all strictly out of greed. Clearly, they were making money at $124 a two-pack. There is no reason for her to raise it to 609 for more than anything than just greed. Well, she got a lot of heat for that, as you might guess. And um, she doesn't work there anymore, and I think they've got it figured out. But here's what you need to understand about her as well. She probably made a ton of money off making that change. And while she was running her business or businesses, she funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars from those company into daddy's campaigns. Now, I don't know if it's illegal, but it certainly sounds like a conflict of interest. So she funnels hundreds of thousands of dollars into Manchin's campaign. And I don't even know how popular he is in West Virginia. I get a lot of Democrats coming back at me saying, we hate this son of a bitch. So how he gets reelected, I don't know. He probably gets a fair amount of Republican votes. And let's be honest, West Virginia is a Republican state. So that's one point to consider. Another point to consider is that his son runs a coal company in West Virginia. And apparently, Joe Manchin and his wife have some kind of financial interest in this coal company. So much so that every year, his son pays Joe Manchin $400,000 a year, and Mommy Manchin gets $600,000 a year. So every year... Joe Manchin's son, who runs a coal company in West Virginia, pays his parents a million dollars a year. Now, here's what you need to consider. He's getting a million dollars a year from a coal company, and when it comes down to the reconciliation bill, he says, yeah, I don't want to do that climate change thing. I think it's a waste of time. Now, does that not sound like conflict of interest to you? I mean, it's not illegal for him to do it, which is fucked up in its own right. But we need to change this conflict of interest thing. Congress isn't going to do it to themselves because they benefit too much. So somehow we've got to put the pressure on to change this. 
But people need to know that Joe Manchin, who doesn't want the climate change money going into making this country and this world better, that he has a serious interest in a coal company and a serious conflict of interest with climate change. I mean, this guy gets a million dollars a year from a coal company, but he doesn't think climate change is important. Well, of course he doesn't, because coal is one of the primary problems with climate change. And if that weren't enough, he gets tons of money from big oil, which is also another problem with climate change. So, of course, he doesn't want to put money into climate change. The problem here is we've got a reconciliation bill. Everybody wants it, but this one fuck doesn't. He's got too much power, and that needs to change. One other group of people he gets a lot of money from, the Koch brothers. And you know what kind of fucking Satanistic pieces of shit they are. Yeah, he gets money from the Koch brothers. I think there's only one left, one dead, thankfully. But even still, the Koch company gives him a ton of money. So Joe Manchin's got a lot of dirt on his hands. He is uh, not a good guy. And if he wants to be a big shot and have control, exercise his ego and his power, well, then we should know who the fuck is doing that and why he's doing it to our country. When you look at all these things, you have to say, Jesus Christ, why is Joe Manchin even in office? I know I do. So what I suggested to some people was that uh, what we need to do, and don't do it until after he signs the bills. That's the one thing about business. Get what you want first and then burn the bridge down. Don't burn the bridge down before you get what you want. So we get what we want, the infrastructure and the reconciliation bill, get him on board, do what you got to do, and then burn this motherfucker down. We need to find some kind of investigated, investigative uh, reporter to dig deep on this guy, real deep on this guy, and expose it for all that it's worth. And if you can't find some media outlet to run it, I said, Jesus Christ, I don't know if I can do any good or not, but send it to me. Send it to me, and I will beg big creators on TikTok and in podcasts and that stuff, and we'll get it out one way or another. The bottom line is people need to know what this fucking idiot is and how counterproductive he is to this country. But we need to do something. We need people to know what kind of piece of shit this guy is. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the anti-abortion stuff going on in Texas. We've heard about it. For those of you that don't understand the law, this is how it goes. It's not the kind of law where you break it and a cop comes in and arrests you and you go to court. That's not how it works. It's some cute little clever way they're doing it to try to stop abortions in Texas. What they do now is make it legal for anybody, and I mean anybody, to sue somebody who is giving abortions or helping a woman get abortions. They can sue them for $10,000. So clearly, there are people that are afraid to do it because they don't want to be sued for $10,000. See what I mean? It's a cute, clever way to do it. It's not passing a law. And the bottom line is it's against the Constitution. Roe v. Wade is settled law. 
but they're trying to subvert it or undercut it by doing this little game that they're doing. Well, now they're arguing it in the Supreme Court. And we're all worried about this because it's a conservative uh, Supreme Court. This whole thing wouldn't be happening if the Supreme Court didn't allow it in the first place. So people are concerned that this is going to continue up the chain and ultimately give them a chance to overturn Roe v. Wade, which would be horrific. And it would be a stupid thing for the Republicans to do. You're going to have every woman in this country pissed off. 51% of our population are going to be pissed off. You want to, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to know how that's going to affect 2022? Well, just fucking wait. Just wait if they pull that shit. They already got a problem with it happening in Texas. And you know what? Our buddy uh, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, he's talking about it wanting to do the same thing with abortion there. I don't even know if the people who voted for him understand that. Or maybe they're for it. Who knows? But that's what they're going to get. And there's going to be a lot of heat put on him and them for even trying it. And if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, like I said, all hell's going to break loose. I've been married 38 years. I know better than to piss off women. It's a no-win situation, and they have every right to be angry. There should be tons of men that are angry, and there's going to be a big pushback if they attempt overturning Roe v. Wade. But in talking to the Supreme Court, it was interesting. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, that conservative rapist piece of shit, he made a comment in the arguments that actually made some sense. It was actually a good point. And you need to hear what he said. He said, listen, if you're in Texas and you've got these laws where people can sue doctors or Uber drivers or whoever the hell for these abortion things, and you essentially shut down abortions in your state, doesn't it make sense that maybe some liberal state like New York or California has some tragic shooting, guys using an AR-14 or AR-15 or some kind of semi-automatic weapon. If you can do this in Texas, wouldn't it make sense that in a democratic state they could pass a law that says if something like that happens, they can sue, anybody can sue a gun manufacturer or a gun dealer for a million dollars. Well, I'm sure the Republicans never thought about that. But he did ask the lawyer, if that were to happen, would you be okay with that? And this dumb fucking lawyer said, yeah, we'd be fine with that. Because he's not looking ahead. He has no foresight. All he's worried about is winning his case. So he'd be all right for it. So imagine this. We have a shooting in New York. Guy uses AR-15s. Now somebody in New York says, all right, fuckers, we're going to sue the manufacturer of AR-15s and the dealerships that were involved, and we're going to sue them for a million dollars apiece. Now, here's what's going to happen. All these Trumplefucks, these uh, Second Amendment freaks, are going to scream like little girls. See, that's the thing. They think they can do whatever they want, but they never look ahead to think, well, they might do it to us at some point. 
Same with Donald Trump and same with the Republicans. All the things the Republicans are doing to the Democrats, they can do the same thing in return. And let me tell you, the Democrats aren't above it. They can. What happens when the Republicans are in and they want to subpoena a bunch of people and everybody says, fuck it, I don't have to come in because subpoenas don't mean anything. Then what are the Republicans going to do? But they aren't thinking about that. They only think about the now and they don't think about the future. And that is a fatal flaw. It's going to kick their ass down the road. So we'll see what happens in Texas. And we'll see if somebody decides to sue gun manufacturers in New York or California or whatever. (laughs) It'll be entertaining more than anything else. All right, we're coming to the end here. We're going to wrap things up. I want to remind you, if you uh, have questions, comments, or complaints, by all means, email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm, find the Rational Boomer podcast, and you can leave me a voicemail message. I love hearing from you, and I hope you uh, reach out. So you have yourself a good day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. And... uh, We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.